I remember laying down on the turf, unable to move my legs, scared at what was next to come. I'm Mary, and I like softball, reading, and watching Miracle, which is a hockey movie. I'm Trevor, and I like football, fishing, and watching movies. Welcome to Modern Story Podcast, episode number six. Today we're telling stories about perseverance and sports. We can see right away how it can be tough accepting hardship, especially injuries on the field. The key is pushing through those hardships and not letting them define who you are. Let's get started with Mary and her story called Uncertainty. After COVID hit in the early months of 2020, nobody knew how the fall would look. With so much up in the air, I had no idea what to expect from the school year. In the summer, the Minnesota State High School League announced that, among others, volleyball would be moved to the spring. However, tennis and other fall sports would stay in their season. It was at this point that my mother coerced me into joining the tennis team, in her words, to exercise more and possibly get another varsity letter. I, however, was not keen on this idea. I didn't want to join a sport that I had never tried before and knew nothing about. After some convincing, I agreed to try the sport before high school tryouts. I hit the ball around with both my parents and then agreed to go. It helped that I knew the coach from playing softball with his daughter. On the first day, I was more nervous than I ever thought I could be playing a sport. I had to meet new people, learn new techniques, and try to understand a new form of practice. That week actually went pretty well. I knew the sport better, and I had a few friends on the team. But there were people who didn't like me, both for my ability to play after a week and for my lack of understanding the etiquette at first. It's very different from softball or volleyball in terms of playing nice with opponents. It's a much more quiet sport, and I don't think I was ready for that. In the sports I'd played before, being loud and aggressive was the norm. For example, during a softball game, the dugout is so loud you can't even hear yourself think. Everyone is jumping and screaming, trying to support each other. My first ever match was a week after tryouts. I was playing our crosstown rivals at the number one spot on JV. When my coach told me that I would be in this spot, I thought he was absolutely crazy. I had never played before, and there were more experienced players below me. I guess he and my mom saw something in me. After playing so many other sports, they thought I would be good at this one. It took me about three weeks to work my way onto varsity. I lost every single match I played there for the rest of the season. But I didn't give up and worked all winter and summer to get better. I came back the next fall after deciding to quit volleyball for good. My etiquette was getting better and my game was improving every day. My teammates were warming up to me and I was enjoying myself on the team. I did actually win some matches that year and even more the next. I think if I had not joined the tennis team at the behest of my mom, my high school experience would have been very different. I met friends I still talk to and watch professional tennis multiple times a week. Overall, I loved tennis, and I don't regret joining the team. It was something I never thought I would do, and I won't forget what I learned there. Do you think that making that transition into tennis just built a lot of character for yourself? Yeah, I think I do. 
I was, I had a pretty bad attitude back then, and having to deal with all the etiquette stuff really helped me grow as a player Hi, and a person. My name is Juraj Fastnet, and I like soccer, watching soccer games, and hanging out with my friends. The story I'll be sharing with you all is called, So, What's Next? Soccer is a beautiful sport that is widely known around the world. Soccer has played a key role and has greatly influenced my life. It all started in high school. I started falling in love with the beautiful game of soccer. I was very passionate and always seek to improve. I would spend hours playing pickup games, training by myself, or having a team session. I noticed that every time I played soccer, I felt free from everything. I feel like nothing can go wrong and there's nothing to worry about when I was playing. Soccer genuinely make me happy. It has helped me put a smile on my face through the good and the rough time in my life. During the first practice of my freshman year of high school, I made a goal to become a better soccer player so that one day I could play at a higher level. Time flew so quickly that I didn't even realize I was a senior. I was going to graduate from high school, but I was still uncertain about my soccer career. I didn't know which college was the best for me. I also didn't know if I would be able to play at a college level due to many reasons. One of the reasons being my build as a player. I was a small guy that was probably barely 5'4 and weighed about 110 pounds. Throughout my senior year, I talked to many college athletes and coaches and they all said the same thing. They said that college is very different. The game is so much faster and physical. They added that if I wanted to compete at that level, then I would need to be bigger and stronger. Because of my size, I felt down. I felt discouraged, and I started to lose hope and was unsure about what I wanted to do next. As my senior year started, so did my last high school soccer season. I was excited, but very nervous at the same time. As the season went on, I created many memories that I would cherish forever. As the end of the season approached, I was frustrated. I didn't have everything figured out. I didn't have a college team that I wanted to play for, so I thought my soccer career was coming to an end. However, something surprising happened to me which changed my life. After the season, I received many awards such as All-State First Team, All-Conference Team, and Player of the Year. Receiving those awards meant a lot for me. It felt reassuring to know that people noticed me. So I started to believe that maybe I had a shot at playing at a higher level. The award that changed everything for me was the All-State First Team Award. After receiving the, this award, I got invited to play the All-State game. This was a very special moment for me. It was a huge opportunity for me to show college coaches my talent and what I could offer as an athlete. At the All-State game, I remembered that I was the smallest guy on the team. When I got to the field, the first thing I did was line up to get my jersey. And when I got my jersey, it was a large size. In my head, I was laughing hard because I knew that I would be drowning in those. But I didn't care as much about the jersey because I was there for a reason. In the beginning, I was a little scared. I felt awkward in front of other players since I didn't know anyone. But as time went on, I felt comfortable. We started to laugh during the warm-up and got to know one another better. And that helped us when we played the game together. I started at the bench 
but 20 minutes, the coach started to make changes. He subbed me in as a CDM. When it got in, we started to connect passes. We were attacking and creating a lot of chances. I felt good because I was changing the game. After the first half, the coach gave a team talk and told us the starting lineup for the second half. I was one of the starters and that made me happy. I was so excited to just go back to the field and play. As the second half started, we had a quick breakthrough and scored. We dominated the other team and won the game. After the game was over, our coach came up to me and said it was a player to watch me play. Hearing that from a coach made me feel proud of myself. After the All-State game, I received many offers to play from different college. I was very excited about playing college ball. All the hard work and sacrifice finally paid off. From that moment, I figured out that anything is possible if I believe in it. Next, here is Trevor and his story called Perseverance. It was back in the summer of 2018 when I got invited by our high school football head coach to come with the varsity team up to NDSU team camp. This was a very exciting moment for me at this point in my life as I was going into my freshman year of high school and playing quarterback. At this time, I felt like I was finally going to get recognized for the time I've put into football and that I was going to show my coaches and teammates what I was capable of. Prior to getting to NDSU, we had a week's worth of practice to get us ready for the weekend of scrimmages and seven-on-sevens. I was gaining more confidence every day in myself and felt the coaches building confidence in me as well. Then the weekend finally came and we arrived at NDSU. The first day went really well as I just trusted my base that I built from the week of practices and years of playing the game. It wasn't until the next morning where things took a turn for the worst. It was the morning of Father's Day, and my dad was also there at NDSU watching me and showing his support for me as he's coached me all the way up until now. We had a scrimmage against Cambridge Isani at 8 a.m. Going into that scrimmage, I just thought of it as another game like I've done many times before. Our coach called a run play, and since we ran the triple option as a quarterback, you have to read the defense to either keep the ball or give it to your running back. With what the defense gave me, I kept the ball and ran. I had always been a good running quarterback growing up and had good vision allowing me to run by or sometimes through defenses. I ran outside and made a guy miss. Then finally, another guy came at me with a good angle, so I tried to stiff arm him, but he fell tackling my waist, but I kept my legs running. Having the guy on my waist slowed me down, which allowed another defender to tackle me from up high, but I was still trying to fight for more yards. Then finally, a third defender came in towards my legs, and I finally went down. I still remember so vividly at this moment when I tried to get back up, I couldn't. I was stuck laying with my back to the ground, looking up at the Fargo Dome lights. I tried moving again, and I could move everything besides my left leg. Coaches came rushing to the field to ask me what was wrong, then behind them was my dad. My dad asked me, what is it, did you get a leg cramp? I told him I couldn't move my leg, with fear in my voice and eyes. I saw him look at my foot, then back at me with tears welling up in his eyes, and he told me, you're going to be okay, buddy. I love you. Shortly after, trainers came over to cover up my foot and put me on a cart to take me to an ambulance. Once I got to the hospital, the nurses finally took my cleat off, and there I saw my foot, which was offset from my leg. I had a compound fracture with a dislocation on my ankle. I remember this feeling of emptiness because I wasn't able to achieve what I wanted to do and was stuck with just a bum leg. 
But whenever I look back on it, I'm glad it happened because it taught me how to react when your world flips upside down. I was the lowest I've ever been in my life, and I didn't know what to do, and I felt upset with God because why would he do this to me? I felt entitled to what I thought was mine and felt like God stole my successes from me. It wasn't until later when I realized that I was being selfish and ignorant for thinking I deserved all this worldly stuff. I learned that you don't dwell in your own sadness and think, why me, God? But instead, you rejoice in him and ask him for his wisdom and guidance. In the end, I learned that through the highs and lows, always rejoice in him and have a happy heart. How long did it take you to get back into football and playing at a high level? Um, I had to go through physical therapy. Um, and at first they told me it was going to be like a year and six months. But um, I thankfully went through TSEO and then they told me that I'd be back in six months. And that's when I finally came back. So what have we learned today? I think we've learned that even if it, they say that it's going to be a long road, you can make it as short as you want it to be with the effort and hard work that you put into it. Yeah, exactly. It's all about just keep pushing through and don't give up on yourself, you know, and just always sticking with your base and trusting what you know. We want to thank some people for helping us out on this Modern Story podcast at Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks to Professor Chris Schaffner and his teaching assistants for maintaining the podcast studio and giving us access to it. Thanks to the writers such as Mary and the Haras who inspired our stories and we should thank each other for our edits. Look for the next episode of Modern Story Podcast, which is about belonging. And lastly, go tell anyone you know about Modern Story. That could be your hairstylist, your taxidermist, your middle school boyfriend, pet hamster, or even a teacher that you really liked.